only two more nights until we see our girls play their Champions League qualifier. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about Mary Earps. Let's talk about a lot more that I need to catch up on. You wanted an Arsenal Women podcast. Well, guess what, my friends? You got an Arsenal Women podcast. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of That Arsenal Women Podcast with me, your host, Demian. I appreciate you all being here and listening and being so patient with me, especially when I haven't been around the last couple of weeks, but a lot has happened and I'm going to try to catch up on a lot of that. So this is kind of like a random roundup of a lot of things, a lot of thoughts, a lot of opinions that I have mostly been keeping to my blog and I originally wanted to sort of to show support to Jenny Hermoso and all the players from the Spanish national team by staying away from the podcast. But I didn't think that was um, I didn't really think it out too well. And I don't think why or I, I, I didn't really think enough about it, basically, is what I'm trying to get at. And, um, you know, a noble act ended up being something that I kind of regretted because I think I could have um, done a better job at keeping in touch with you and touching over, you know, some some topics that are, in my opinion, worth talking about. So like I mentioned, I have a blog. It's called thatarsenalwomenblog.com in which I write every single day. Every day I write something related to Arsenal women or adjacent to Arsenal women, which has been, you know, football and women's football, and specifically the World Cup, and all the Jenny Hermoso situation. So everybody is well-versed in what what has been happening or what happened. There seems to be a lull and a predictable sort of a calm after the storm that is very uh, disheartening for me. And if I feel this way, I can only imagine what people like Jenny Hermoso herself or other people uh are feeling and it's Hermoso, by the way, not Hermoso, my fault. Uh, so, but but I didn't want to not talk about it because I know that not a lot of people <laughs> read the blog. So, uh, aside from the the amazing show of sort of collect, collective empathy that I think we could appreciate at all levels of the sport, um, it was amazing to see how it transcended. This incident clearly transcended women's football, and it was the talk of everybody, including TMZ, which is a, you know, if you don't know what TMZ in America is, it's like basically the sun, you know, like the back pages or whatever, or page, whatever it is that it's all the celebrity gossip. It was here. It was there. So it's unbelievable that it got the attention uh, it did and it's deserved and it has to happen so that People like Rubiales are shamed and, and we point their finger our fingers to and, and we try to make sure that they are scolded and they're canceled and that they are, uh, you know, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Revealed as to who they really are, especially when they're abusers. So, of course, this was awful and it's um, almost insensitive, I feel, for me to say that some good came from it. That's not my point, and I apologize if I sound very clumsy, but this amazing show of support and empathy has been incredible. Of course, I wish there, it, there, there would be more, especially with active, relevant, important male, male footballers, 
but that is not really the norm. And I had written about how, you know, it, it seems like they were, and I'm judging, right? I think they're, they're cowards by not doing this. And to me, if I try to sort of justify why they didn't speak up, I would guess because they thought that um, the news cycle was so quick that they didn't even have to address it because they'll be all gone and forgotten a few days later, right? But by that, that same logic, they could have also said something and that might have upset their fans or whatever the hell that means uh, and also ride the quick news cycle. You know what I mean? So like, which one is it? Is the cycle too, too quick? So you're going to wait to not have an opinion, but why don't you make an opinion? Because the cycle is so quick that people are going to forget that you said X, Y, or Z about, you know, in support of these players. Like, it just makes no sense to me. But anyway, there, there was another sort of underlying thing that I thought that was very important, which has to do with the paradox of tolerance, right? Which is basically the way that I could break it down, and I have to preface it by saying that I'm not a scholar, I'm not a philosopher, I am also not an expert in uh, Karl Popper, who's the person that sort of coined this phrase. But basically what he said was that in order to maintain a tolerant society, the society must be intolerant to tolerance. Okay, essentially, if a so-called tolerant society permits the existence of intolerant philosophies, it is no longer tolerant. So the way that uh, it has sort of been boiled down or, or explained in different ways um, has to do, for example, with the Nazi um, ideology, right? That hateful, unexcusable, horrendous ideology that's Nazism. So where people say, no, you cannot have that opinion. You cannot be a Nazi. It's, it's not, we're not going to be tolerant of that. The Nazi person says, well, I thought that you would be open and about free speech and you should be tolerant about, about me. Like I respect your, you know, like your, I tolerate your ideas. Why don't you tolerate mine? Right. And the reality is that if that way of thinking, the Nazi way of thinking is the majority they are going to silence the LGBTQ community and obviously Jewish people and so on and so forth. And it's going to be the most intolerant like they were. So they claim they want tolerance so they can take over and then basically be the most evil force of nature. So in footballing terms, in a way, it's like homophobia, right? We talk about how homophobia should be kicked out of the game, and there will be many, 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 many homophobes that believe that... Uh, because we claim tolerance and how we want us, the the, the LGBTQ uh, allies and, and champions, and of course the community, because we want to um, assert e e equality and because we deserve tolerance, um, they think that we need to also respect their anti-homosexuality or their hatred against the LGBTQ community, right? They, they equal it. They want to make it the same, right? So they they feel that they should be, you know, tolerating, uh, toler tolerated because they uh, fake tolerate our cause, right? But again, if these bigots take complete control, right, and if they everything goes their way and they have it their way, you know what I mean? They will need their hatred and their homophobic views to be respected and tolerated and not shunned. To a point where then they could basically pros uh, persecute the opposition 
and they will become the most intel intolerant group and we see it all the time so it's important to for me to have mentioned that because it's 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 it transcends football it's a societal thing it's a women's rights thing it's is the way it's a obviously misogyny thing is um all kinds of horrendous toxic masculinity things and nothing is going to change until we change until we do something about it until we support in 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 the largest n numbers possible if each one of us says something or tweets something or you know keeps bringing attention to these th this piece of news i think it's really important for us to do it and it's very 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 important to to also know the behavior of an abuser how they want to gaslight you and so on and so forth so keep the fight going and don't ever forget that you do make a difference and jenny deserves our support and every single woman deserves our support people in other nations that have been suffering systematic abuse from their coaches african countries asian countries like south american countries so we need to be there for them as well now this is not the 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 most you know smoothest of transitions but jenny hermoso played in the world cup with laia codina which we just signed and I cannot tell you how excited I am uh, for this partnership of Amanda and Laia. I am just so damn excited to see what they do, how they do it. I want to see their experience, their composure. Obviously, Amanda had a stellar, beyond stellar World Cup. And Laia, of course, one step further, she won the damn thing. So to have those two players... Uh, it's, it's very important for many reasons. Obviously, cover for Leah Williamson. It also means that we start the season in the most important or, or the strongest foot possible with two proven, tried, true, stellar, experienced players. You know what I mean? And we can push down the pecking order people that I don't think are the same or, or or fit in the same category or have the same attributes that those two women have. So in the absence of Leah Williamson to have Amanda, Laia, Jen Beatty, and of course, Steph Catley that can play there, Leah Valti that can play there, and as we saw, Noel Maritz that could play there. I think it's amazing and I'm so excited and I just can't wait because that was my biggest fear with this season. Yes, of course, we're going to miss Beth, who might even start the first game of the season. We're going to miss Viv. We are going to miss Laura. And, you know, who knows what other injuries the, the, the girls might pick up right, right before the season starts or during this game coming up for, with the Champions League, um, the first qualifier. So to me, this was the biggest thing, aside from signing of uh, Alessia Russo, this to me was something that was gnawing at me and I was just like, this needs to be addressed. This needs to happen, right? It really, really needs to happen. And that's going to be incredible for to, to start in the in a good foot yeah, or on a good foot, however you say it, to start the right way. It's just so very important. You don't want any blips. You don't want any stuttering. You know, you don't want any of that. You want to come out of the gates fighting and playing so, 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 so well. And I think we could, you know, we could use that to our advantage when it comes to intimidation in a way. You know what I mean? Like 
you know, a lot of people might have been like, well, you know, Arsenal don't have Leah Williamson and they're going to start with Wuben Moy and Jen Beatty, who aren't the strongest partnership. Uh, and, and now they're like, oh, damn. Okay, we got to rethink this because they're not going to have Wuben Moy, most likely. Um, so that's amazing. Okay. That's a great, 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 great thing. I can't, uh, can you tell that I'm excited about this? Yes, I'm very, very excited. And a few days before the, the, the rumors that I'm about to talk about came out, I had written about how many number ones are too many number ones, right? How many stellar goalkeepers are too many on your team because it can create, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of tension that it's not necessarily the same in other positions, right? So Aaron Ramsdale, our number current number one at Arsenal that we all love, and Arsenal just signed David Raya, a stellar keeper that for a lot of people he's better than Ramsdale, has a better, you know, better stats, better save ratio, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, a lot of people were, were talking a lot about that and the drama and what happened and what must this mean? You know, does it mean that there's a fallout between Arteta and Ramsdale and so on and so forth. And I've always thought that it's important to have the best available players in every single position at all times. So the competition becomes a friendly competition or unfriendly competition. And everybody just gives their absolute best all the time. Like we need that. And I feel that little by little, we're doing that. We're definitely doing that with our forwards, right? If you think about it, just off the top of my head, imagining that everybody would be fit. You have forward players, right? I know people are going to say, they can play in midfield and defense. I, I get it. Viviana Miedema, Beth Mead, Caitlin Ford, Sina Blackstenius, Katie McCabe, Alessia Russo. We have Lena Hurtig right now, Chloe. You know what I mean? Like, holy hell, that's a, a stellar problem to have for Jonas to pick and choose who his starting, you know, three are going to be. You know, who's going to be the, the the number nine or whatever. That's amazing, right? We want to have that. We don't really have that in the midfield with, you know, we definitely have Leah Valti, Kim Little, but they don't have a lot of competition you know what I mean? You know this. They don't have a lot of competition. Not that, and I mean that in the kindest of ways. Like nobody comes close to them. I get it. There's no competition. Nobody can compete with them. But at the same time, they need a breather. They need a break. You know this. And I'm afraid that the the replacement options aren't as good as the forward line, for example. Now on defense, we're getting much, much better. Minus Laura being injured, but Laura, Noel, Steph Catley, obviously, uh, Katie McCabe can play there. And now with Jen Beattie, we have uh, Amanda, we have Laia, we, ha we have Lotta. I mean, it's fantastic. But then our keeper situation doesn't fill me with confidence either. Manu is fantastic, but I don't love the idea of the other keepers being... Uh, Anywhere near that starting role because I don't think they're as good as Manu. Who is somebody I appreciate, somebody that is a fan favorite. We all love her. And then comes this rumor 
of an unknown keeper by the name of Mary Earps. Holy hell, if she is an actual target and we can get her, it could be seismic. Not that I think we need her. Like, I don't, I'm not a big Mary Earps fan, to, all things considered, like, to be, be completely honest with you. But it would be so badass if we went for it, if we went for her and we got her after getting Alessia Russo. Like, that is amazing. And, like, Arsenal just beat Man United men uh, in dramatic fashion. They're not doing well. And this is like what you do to opponents. You pound them to the ground and you hit them and hit them and hit them when they're down and out. And that's when you go. That's when you dismantle them and you basically wait till they're dazed and confused and you just keep punishing them, right? For Van Persie, for Ryan Giggs <laughs> scoring that goal. Like for everybody, like let's just do it, you know? Like make your rival teams weaker. And if you have that, if you have the money, like do it. And nothing, yes, of course, Ella Toon is important in Katie Zellum is very important, but nobody is more important to Man United uh, than Mary Earps, probably club-wide at the moment. So you go for her. You buy her. That is what you do. That's what badass teams do, ruthless teams. You know, we saw it with Declan Rice. That's what you do. That's what you spend the money. You know what I mean? And buying, for all intents and purposes, the top three keepers in the world, it says that we're not messing around, that we're serious, that we're deadly serious, in fact, and that we're so good and prestigious of a club that we will go after the best players in the world. We went after your best forward. We're going to go after your keeper, the best keeper in the world for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Because we are Arsenal. We're a historic club. We're an unprecedented club. You know what I mean? And even though we've been in the shadows for a while with Chelsea getting all the awards and a lot of uh, Man City as well, you know, it's it's been too long. It's time to get back. It's time to show the world that we are indeed the premier, the most historic club in England, and that we have nothing but success ahead of us. But we got to do something about it. And if you also add Mary Herbs, that can only be a good thing. Can it disrupt a lot of things uh, in in the team? Maybe. You know what I mean? Like I understand how it could. I understand how. There's this harmony of uh, be among the players, but I don't know what the harmony would be with her. I don't know enough about her. But anyhow, th these are things that are, are amazing, amazing problems to have. So on to the Champions League match. I have no idea how Jonas is going to line up. I keep saying and banging this drum that I think that he's going to go and try to implement a 3-5-2 type of a situation. I really think that that's what's going to happen. And I say that, but I, I that's what I thought would happen if it was just Amanda and not Laia that was on the team. You know what I mean? So now that we know what's up, this is how I would line them up for this match, uh, this upcoming match. I would have Manu on goal, Steph, Steph, Steph on the left and Noel on the right. I would have the lovely partnership of Amanda and Laia starting right out of the gate for sure. I would have Leah and Kim in the middle, Frida right ab uh, above them as a number 10 or ahead of them as a number 10 with McCabe on the left, 
Caitlin Ford on the right, and Alessia Russo uh, as our number nine. She's going to get a hat trick. It's going to be bloody marvelous. But that's how I would line them up. I think it's, uh, I wouldn't say it's, it's, it picks itself, but definitely it's something that gives me a lot of uh, hope. And it feels like a really, really good lineup until we get Beth back, until we get, obviously, Viv, Leah, Laura. It's going to be amazing. And I hope that we get a couple more players in before the window closes. And I wouldn't mind a couple of other players, to be honest, going the other way. Some people that um, might be considered not to the standards to the other players. Sorry, not sorry. Thank you all for listening. As always, I appreciate you. Remember to read that arsenalwomenblog.com every single day. And I'm going to do my best to do a after the whistle show every match day. I know I just jinxed myself, jinxed myself and I won't be able to do it, but I'm going to try. I promise you. So It'll probably be on YouTube and also in podcast form. Love you guys. Thank you so very much. And we'll speak again real soon.